Hello, figure fans. Welcome back to another exciting edition of Action Figure Weekly. I am your host, Jerry Damage Cook. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, the award-winning Deathmatch Brewmaster, Dylan Hausen. Dylan Gilbert, how are you, sir? Man, I'm doing good. Coming to you live from the new year with a with a new microphone, new micro, uh, new camera, microphone, pop filter, the whole setup. Feels good, man. I feel like a professional. Santa was very good to you, wasn't he? Santa was very good. That's just that, again, it's what happens when you're a when you're a good little boy. You get good toys. That's so right. uh, coming to you guys with a crisp. Cl- so we can continue to talk shit about action figures into this new year. Nice and clean. Talk shit about action figures, and that is uh, exactly what we're here to do today. So Damn right. On the agenda today, we're going to hit two big topics. So the first one, we're going to go over uh, Ringside put out their top 20 sellers of 2022. So we'll go down that list, and we'll see you know how many uh, I have of them, how many you have of them. And then also at the end, we're going to go over... Our New Year's figure resolutions. Resolutions. Say that word ten times. I don't know why it sounded Resolutions. So, yeah. So, uh, but we're going to go into some of those, you know. I mean, I do have the standard, you know. Um, I'm going to try to, you know, be healthier uh, once I get out of the month of January, which is hellacious for work. But once I get through that, you know, I'm going to, I'm trying to make some changes, you know, Less pop, uh, soda, Coke, whatever you want to call it, wherever region of the country you're in. Uh, less carbonated beverages, let's say that. So, you know, eat, make better food choices and things like that. Not, you know, maybe not as many candy bars, although I do love candy. Wow. But, you know. The, uh, the, the New Year's uh, eating better resolution is, is the hardest thing in the world down here in Louisiana because we've got just everything is uh delicious and everything is bad for you but then we hit the uh the february times mardi gras cakes come out man and people give you king cakes like it's like the world is ending and you have to eat them all if you turn the corner somebody's got a king cake and they're all delicious so uh i'm gonna go ahead and hold off that diet until like march or april what kind of cake king cake king like k-i-n-g K-I-N-G. King cake. It is a Mardi Gras tradition. It is like a it's like a donut shaped cake. And there's usually some sort of cream cheese frosting. There's some cinnamon to it, a little vanilla, and then there's different fruit flavorings to them. Uh some of them are fruit, some some chocolate, some you know, there's some all kinds of wild types of king cake. And man, that is It is something special. We've got a bunch of weird traditions down here and a bunch of shit that I don't quite understand, but the king cake, I can get behind 100%. Hmm. Okay. If you know, you know. It sounds and delicious. Don't I've never heard up, of it before, but it does sound delicious, so I'm, I'm down for some king cake. Might have to send you one. It's the king cake. The cake of kings. Turn, turn. Turn, it's a bad joke, but so uh, one thing I want to show off here 
for the you because nobody else can see this. But yes, these are the naughty or nice collection from Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, you know, over the obviously we just got through Christmas. Yep. And these just came out and we saw a lot of people posting the classic Santa pictures and stuff like that. And every time I saw them, I was like, man, I keep getting itchy, keep getting itchy. Well, classic Santa is sold out and he is very expensive on eBay right now when you can find them. Uh, it is not one of those cases where somebody puts it up for, uh, they retail for, uh, I think 35 uh, 30 35 something like that you know standard kind of you know good action figure uh, price point and the classic one is now going for 120 150 on ebay so that's a bit much because they are going to re-release it now there's a pre-order up for it now i don't know when the pre-order will come out probably sometime later now we're in 2023, so sometime later this year, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe around the holiday season, probably. Um, so you hate to pay that exorbitant amount when you know that they're going to re-release the classic Santa. But I did go ahead and pick up a few other ones that I wanted because uh, I've debated what to do with one of my shelves over here, and I think it's going to become Santa's. You know, so you got to make have, a uh, Foley custom with the Santa. Uh, that needs to happen, yeah. Foley Santa needs to happen. I thought that was going to be our micro brawler this past uh, month, but we got ultimate. That would have made instead. the most sense. So, yeah, I wouldn't have been mad if that had been a Santa Foley. I was like, oh, I would be okay with that. Uh, ultimate Dragon is one that I really, really wanted though, so I'm not uh, complaining oh, yeah. at all about that. So, but here I do have Cyborg Santa, Zombie Santa, and Pirate Santa here. And they all are uh, very, very good figures. Like I mean. I'm Sitting there kind of messing around with them and stuff in there. Uh, very, you know, sturdy plastic, very easy to move, uh, several points of articulation, very detailed. Uh, the paint is really great on them. So I'm, I'm definitely very, very impressed by these. Uh, to the point where when season, season two, series two comes out, I'm definitely going to pick up some of those too. I'll have to get a, let's see, who I'll do it. I want Moss Anna. <laughs> I mean, that's what? pretty cool. Yeah, there's a mall Santa coming out. Um, oh, Barbarian Santa. That's a must-have. Wait, so what? what is the mall Santa? Because I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, it's basically just like a dude, like a disheveled Santa with like a bad beard, bald head and stuff like that. You know, like he's... Like that. Yeah. That's it's, right up it my alley. looks pretty good. The Barbarian Santa, though, uh, you know how Barbarians wear like the fur over top of them? Uh, he's got like a polar bear like that, you know, fur on top of him. And then he's got tattoos, like Christmas tattoos everywhere. <laughs> oh, man. It just looks so badass. And I'm like, dude, that just looks so awesome. So I could mess around and make uh, me buy a bunch of these. Yeah, that's the reason I just kept looking. I was like, okay. Like, the pirate Santa is probably my favorite one right here because he's got the hook, which is the candy cane hook. Oh, man. It's so, so sick. They, I, I give them a credit, man. Whoever came up with this as a toy line. Uh, they fucking nailed it, man. This is such a cool concept, you know, and these are not, <laughs> I mean, they're, there's multiple ones I could get. Like there's a Krampus. Oh, I definitely have to get um, the Krampus. And there's, I think there's a Krampus like in Santa Claus outfit right now. And then you can order a full Krampus, I think next year, like in the or this year, I say next year, it's the, you know, yeah, it'll be uh, this, coming the, up. So it'll be the upcoming yeah. Christmas. Yeah, so now I'm debating. I was like, <laughs> do I need elves? 
I don't know if I need elves or not. Like I, I think, do I? You know, can I call it at the same as that's? I've got to. I keep looking at them when I'm like, eh, I don't really need them. It's like, but you do, but you don't. So I don't know. I've um, got an army of the man himself. That do you really need helpers? I mean, not really. But I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, it's one of those things I'm gonna kick around for a while before I pull the trigger, and then at some point I'll be like, ah, screw it, and just you know, get a couple. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm only gonna get like two of them or something. But you know, I don't know. So we'll see what happens. But right now I'm very happy with these three. Uh, and I was, you know, anxious to get them in and stuff. And man, they, they're they very, very good. I'm I'm very pleasantly surprised with them. The hats come off and everything. I mean, they're... <laughs> I mean, they're... These are legit little action figures and stuff. I'm, I'm very impressed with them. These are maybe one of my favorite things I've bought in a long time. So... But yeah, outside that, uh, I'm now caught up also on the major pod cards. Uh, I do have a, a full set of all the base cards, you know, just the basics. And then for this past series, Series 3, I am getting all the colored variants. And I got that one, the Stang and Steve Believe card. I got the color variant of that one in, so now I'm caught up on those again. So, um, So pretty good. Pretty damn good, man. Pretty oh. damn cool, man. But I did. Oh, man, I get to do this live on the air. I forgot to do this earlier. Uh, my ben, Major Bendy's checklist. I get to check off old Adam Bomb here. Ordered oh. Him. So, or Adam Bomb Chase is now checked off. So, man, I am now down to two. The High Spots Nick Gage and High Spot Dan Elson. And then in the mail slash pre-ordered, I have Adam Bomb, Major Players Matt, Major Players Brian, Colt Cabana, Gangrel, Bloody Gangrel, Effie, Chelsea, um, FWF Matt, FWF Brian, Chelsea Exclusive, Swoggle Exclusive. So that's one, two, three, four. Uh, nine pre-orders and <laughs> one, two, three on the way with two more to go. So it's pretty cool. Pretty dang cool. Pretty dang cool, man. Yeah. Uh, there is, yeah, there's some stuff that we can talk about maybe at a later date on this major bendy stuff. It's, uh, I'm definitely all in on this line, man. It's, uh, it's just a fun kind of part of the podcast, you know? I mean, if you're a, a big fan of the podcast, you know, like I've, not uh all in on the you know i mean i, I do the the monthly card right you know because that's kind of fun but i'm not chasing down the autos or you know uh, anything in that respect you know so so i'm not going all, all out for those but i mean i have a base set of them just because i think they're cool uh but you know Which, pins i'm not a pin completist i do have several pins before we get too far from the cards uh if, mm-hmm. if anybody listening is getting this uh this January Effie card and does not want it. Holla at your boy. I'm a uh, I'm quite the fan. Fantastic, fuck you, and I will gladly take it off your hands for you. My DMs are always open. Carry on. Are you wanting a rainbow of Effie? I mean, you know what that is. You know what a rainbow is for cards. You get like one of every. Yeah, one of each kind. Yeah, yeah, because in the, like the. 
the cards, you know, like they'll have a, uh, uh, you know, like a Orange Cassidy card. Uh, I say that because Orange Cassidy is sitting right there on yeah, the desk. Yeah. Um, so or, anyway, so Orange Cassidy will have like a base card. Okay. So you have that and it'll have a colored like, you know, um, you know, marker or something like that on it. Say the base is blue. Oh, like the, the AEW line. You've got blue, you've got gold, you've got green. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, some cards have like a, you know, they're, they're all different, like, you know, colored base, colored, you know, like borders or whatever on it. So like a, uh, the you know, base is blue. The one out of 250 is yellow. The one out of like 100 is, you know, green. And then, you know, red is one out of 10. And, you know, it's to where when you put them all together, you have like a rainbow of colors is kind of the, the intent behind that phrasing you know so. what that that might be worthwhile because like you know there's there's definitely certain wrestlers like that I, there's wrestlers that i'm fans of and there's wrestlers that like kind of transcend for me and effie's one of those yeah uh, so, so that you, might be worth getting the the rainbow of well you would have just Effie three cards. cards you'll have the base card uh you'll have the color variant and then uh, the signature which i hope it's pink i mean come on it's effie and why <laughs> the hell wouldn't it you it know? needs to be pink uh, the only reason it's got to match the jacket. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. The only reason it would be I'm going through my cards. Uh, Chelsea was kind of pink, so mm-hmm. that would be the only reason why Effie may not be just because that. But like half of Effie's gear, half of his like logos, everything is pink. So it's yeah, all so makes sense. Pink or pinkish color would I think be be pretty good. Uh, and then you'll have the auto out of you know one out of one hundred auto. So so I'll, I'll need. My not one but two FE eight by tens on my wall. Yeah, so you'll need all three of those. So uh, I'll, I, I'll assist I you so. in that if. Yeah, you um, show me the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll be my I'll get them. So. Yeah, so that's uh. I don't remember what we were talking about? So, oh, you know, but pins and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I do yeah, have several pins on but, the lines. But yeah, the the bendies are just something that's uh. Now they've kind of gotten into them and stuff, man. I'm kind of like, yeah, these are a lot of fun to collect. And, you know, the boys are uh, Matt and Brian and Canick are, you know, uh, have down pat pretty much as far as what they want to do. And I think that, you know, they're just going to improve. Well, you can already, I know that like they had somebody new um, designing the figures. I mean, like TTD would do the design. Mm-hmm. But as far as like the prototype, you know, like uh, sculpting and stuff, they would base the molds off of. Um, they had a guy did most of them, like the original guy did, and then something happened with him, and they had somebody new do like tires. And when you, I'm sitting here looking at them right now, and you can tell a difference uh, between Tyrus and you know everybody else. Like there's, I mean, he is a, a <laughs> he is a big dude, and he's a he big is. bendy. He's a big motherfucker. Uh, so I don't know. And I, I know they said they were going to start using that guy going forward, but I don't know at what point that was. You know, like is uh, Gangrel and Effie, are those designed by the original guy or the second guy? I don't know. Um, but I'm sure that when you start to, you know, have them all lined up, that you'll be able to tell. But Somebody should do like a, like a breakdown of that series. Yeah, who knows? Maybe that'll happen one day. Could be an interesting, maybe, uh, interesting maybe show. somebody very knowledgeable will we'll do that at some point. We'll see. Hmm. So, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, um, 
I mean, I'm looking at, like, I've got, I only have two of them so far. I've got the uh, the comic book Danhausen, which is that, like, Silver Surfer cover. I've got a Chase Gage, because I had to get the bloody variant. And then mm-hmm. uh, my, my third one will be coming at some point. I, I pre-ordered Effie. Mm-hmm. Shocker, I know. But, um, man, like, I, it's one of those lines that I don't feel like I have to get everything in. But the ones that I want i really want you know like like down here we've got a saying uh when when somebody you know when, especially it's usually using like cooking right like if you put so much into it they say you put your foot in it like you every damn thing in it and and, and you put your foot in it and, and i think like the you know, i think the boys at canic are putting their freaking foot in this line mm-hmm. it's uh every single one of us it's just i don't have room for before a massive purge but I mean, looking at this Dan Housen, this Gage, and and the pictures I've seen of the Effie, this line has been stellar. It really has. Yeah, I'm sitting here looking at the Johnny Gargano's. I mean, those are great. Uh, the Adam Bomb is terrific. I mean, all the Dan Housens are really cool. Uh, I mean, we got freaking Conrad Thompson there. <laughs> you yeah, know? Conrad getting a figure is so cool. Uh, Podfather, I mean, that you know, two Jeff Jarrett's, you know, that we didn't get in the original line, slap nuts. Uh, you know, the Nick Gage definitely there. Uh, Brian, Man, the, Gage is, we didn't get. the Gauge is so cool to me, just because I mean, pizza cutter with the pizza cutter with the blood, like the bloody variant for the chase. I mean, like Gage and his death matches and just death match wrestling on the whole was such a like you know I fell in love with deathmatch wrestling during 2020 or 2020 during the pandemic and everything so to like, see some of these guys that I was watching just like religiously just looking for anything to occupy my mind and to be able to get action figure representation of somebody like Nick Gage is just so freaking cool and I mean to have it as I see Gage like the blood drip in the pizza cutter Mm. This line's just been a home run. Yeah, and they're just, I mean, like, they're also very, like, a, you know, you can see their toys, though. So, I mean, it's not like a, a gruesome kind of blood or anything like that. I mean, it's obviously cartoony and. Right, right. You know, um, I've debated going back and getting series one of the regular bendies, bendums. Um, but I just, man, I just don't really like growing up. We didn't, um, you know, I didn't really have any of them. I mean, I had like a Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that's the only one I had. So, yeah, that was a line that missed me as well. Nostalgia. So uh, that was that was a line that missed me. Um, I remember watching the like the Jacks BCAs sit on the shelves, and my parents wouldn't buy them. I wonder why I have an action figure podcast now, but uh, well, my like parents the, did buy them, and that's why I have an action figure podcast now. So. We we are the uh, the two ends of the spectrum. The like, hey, yeah. you you can have this, and it becomes the thing. Or the hey, you can't have this, so it becomes the thing you have to have. But uh, well, but the bendies were never a line that like connected with me because it was just it was just not my my era, I guess. Oh, it was my era, but it just never. Uh, I mean, I kind of wish I'd gotten into them probably like um, early on in the line because. So I got into wrestling ninety two, early ninety three, mm. um, and that was the 
death and dying days of Hasbro. I think Hasbro's last line was in 93 or 94 uh, when it got pulled. So right for like 91, uh, my brother, for his birthday, dad had got him uh, Hasbro ring and then a few figures. So he had like Hogan, Andre, Jake the Snake, uh, Demolition Axe, Warlord, And that might be it. I think that is about it. I don't, we didn't have very many at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just had those. And then, you know, like at first, you know, it's like, ah, who cares about wrestling? And then as I got into it, like hardcore, uh, I wanted toys. But there was the dying day. He <laughs> said, Hasbro. Right. And so you, I want toys and I can't find them. Uh, so we could not find anything. So the only ones that we ever picked up were ones that we found like at the flea market or, you know, like a yard sale or something like that. You might find one, uh, like we got a, a Brutus beefcake, you know, and that's, that's where he came from. Right. And then, uh, and we just found nothing. And so, you know, you're just kind of starved for them. And then this was also before the internet or anything. So you had no clue, you know, how to, now if somebody, you know, like even thinks about making <laughs> a figure line. We know about it. Yeah. Uh, back then though, you know, you would never have seen them until you walk into a store and be like, Oh my God, these are Hasbro's from this zombie sailor guy. What is this? You know, like you have no, you know, uh, idea that anything was coming out. So I remember it, it's, it, it's a, you know, life changing, uh, tri- trip to go get the tires rotated with my dad, mm-hmm. uh, early one Saturday morning. He went to get the tires rotated and stuff. And he, was driving to uh, Lexington, Kentucky to get that done. And he, because I think that's where we, the car dealership was in Lexington or wherever we bought the car. So that's why we went there instead of like locally. And so uh, he woke me up and said, okay. And, you know, I drove up there to Lexington with him. And then, and then this is in 96, summer of 96. And uh, while there, dad wanted to go buy a Best Buy to look at DVDs. Cause this was in, you know, 96. So, you know, DVDs are a, uh, things, CDs and stuff. And so next door to Best Buy was what? Toys R Us. Oh, And baby. so I was like, if we go to Best Buy, I was like, I know we'll go to Toys R Us. I can sneak over to Toys R Us too. So going Toys R Us, looking down, and I walk down the aisle, and there is one Series 1 Jack's Bone Cruncher Undertaker. So Undertaker is my favorite wrestler at the time. And I had no clue that this was even coming out. And all of a sudden, there it is right there. And it's like, I mean, it's like you turn the corner and you're like, oh, you know, like it's shining and stuff like that. I mean, uh, it's just one of those like, you know, life defining moments and stuff in my, <laughs> so picked it up. And I remember the entire car ride home sitting there, like looking at him, just marveling at like this awesome Undertaker figure. And then looking at the back of the box and be like, man, they've got Razor and Diesel and <laughs> Gold Dust coming out and Sean. I was like, oh my God, and Bret Hart, you know. And uh, and then from then, you know, we picked up picked up the rest of Series 1 except for Razor and Diesel because they were, uh, this was, you know, summer of 96. So they had technically left. I mean, they were in, w, this was NWO summer, you know. So they had right. left at that point. Uh, so they were kind of hard to find. They were short pack and stuff is they were early on uh when we got ebay and it became a thing like in 99 or 2000 
they were some of the first eBay purchases I ever did was to go back and actually finally get Razor and Diesel just because you couldn't find them anywhere else. But yeah, man, it was, uh, you know, and then <laughs> after that one Undertaker then led into uh, thousands and thousands of figures over the years. So, so we're like kind of delving into backstories because I feel like this is just a, this became kind of a fun little topic. Yeah. Uh, so we talked about this off the pod. And I think I might have like made allusions to it on the pod, but for some reason, uh, when I was coming up, and I think a lot of it had to do with the era of wrestling at the time, right? Like, so I think when I was coming up, really trying to pay attention to wrestling, it wasn't like the say your prayers, eat your vitamins. It was the Attitude Era, right? So like 1998, 99. I'm a kid in kindergarten, and my parents are are. Uh, you can't watch wrestling because it's all of this crazy shit. So they want like my my grandmother who passed when I was you know I was in like the third grade, but she lived. We had like a mother in law suite off the back of the house, and I spent quite a bit of time with her. Like my parents would work and stuff, and I would put wrestling on. And her husband, who you know my my grandfather that passed when my mom was a kid loved the old school wrestling like the the wrestling of their time and so to her it was just this it was kind of like this connection to her husband and so we bonded over just watching wrestling and she didn't understand all the crazy shit that was going on in that time frame i even didn't really understand it i just thought it was super cool because i mean you got stone cold steve austin riding down the four-wheeler and all that and so my parents wouldn't buy me wrestling figures. They didn't even really know I was watching wrestling. Uh, but they would buy me Power Rangers. And they bought me this uh, this this game called Crossfire. And it was these little BB shooters that would be on opposite sides. And you would hit these little these little targets. And you would have to knock them into the like opposing goal, basically. Well, I never played that game once. But I had the, the board. And it became my... It became my wrestling ring for my Power Rangers figures. Like the Black Ranger was Taker, Blue Ranger was Stone Cold. The rest of them kind of cycled. But there was a Power Ranger head sized hole in the cardboard crossfire board because at one point Taker decided he was sick of Stone Cold shit and tombstone him clean through the mat. And so like that was, you know, but like I would I would sit on her bed with the board laid out mm-hmm. and I would just have whole wrestling shows while I'm watching the wrestling shows. And so it's like some of those super fond memories. Like I, I couldn't tell you half the stuff that was going on at the time from watching it as a kid, because I was so enamored with like recreating what I was seeing with my action figures. But I think it's like that kind of beautiful nostalgia that makes me want to have this collection. Like, that's why I got into collecting. Like, looking back, you know, I got out of wrestling when everybody does. Like, you hit your teenage years and you're too cool for that shit. And then uh, 2013, I was listening to a hockey podcast and they kept talking about WrestleMania. And then I'm listening to one of Kevin Smith's podcasts and he interviews uh, Chris Jericho. I was like, oh, that was cool. Snag a DVD at FYE. Watch a couple of Jericho man, and uh, here we are a decade later. I've got a room full of wrestling toys. <laughs> like it's 
it's one of those things that's in your blood. You can try mm-hmm. to run from it, but you love it's, it once. It, yeah, it's definitely in the blood. That's definitely uh well, I can tell like my son has had it a few times, but you know, he's kind of now growing out of it and um he is I really want to think he's got like some collector tendencies to him a little bit, you know, and I've tried to like nurture that, especially early on and stuff. He would be in, um, oh, he was, I mean, this is when he was like probably four uh, and he's 11 now. Uh, There were these little things and they were like uh, Disney characters and stuff like that. And they were called Zoom Zooms. Uh, T-S-U-M, T-S-U-M. And it's, Japanese for stack stack and what they had, did was they made like say like a Mickey Mouse and there would be three different sizes of Mickey Mouse there's a, a little like a bigger one a middle size one and then a small one so you could stack all the Mickeys on top of each other and so he just had somebody got them for him I think at some point and then he was like oh these are kind of cool and he would just sit there and stack them all the time so then I just kept buying them <laughs> you know and like you go to like the Kmart or you know Walmart and find them and just have tons and tons of them and he would just sit there and like build like a fence line of them and things you know so I remember him having tons of those uh, before the fire and you know me nurturing and you know it was it is one of those things where you know like I'm like oh he likes it you know and in in reality like I'm collecting through him for this little damn thing that I don't really care about you know (laughs) Uh, my daughter now she has a uh, which now now Charlie is out of, of course, you know, all toys and stuff like that. I mean, he'll play some video games, but that's about it. Right. Uh, but for Christmas, though, we got him um, some Air Force Ones sneakers. So now he thinks he's pretty oh. fancy. And oh, man. And now he he might be a sneakerhead, man. That's uh, the way he kind of looks at sneakers. Now he's like, you know, he's which like, is I've got just some... a whole new level of collecting. It so is. He's... It's. <laughs> and now he's like, oh, you know, he's like, I, I, uh, I could get a pair of Jordans to go with these too. And, you know, it's like, well, these are kind of expensive. Like when, you know, <laughs> yeah, your this foot's is like still a growing. Once a year, bud. Like, yeah, that's kind of the thing. So he's like, well, I've got Christmas money saved up. And it's like, all right. So, so I could see him being a sneakerhead though. I think that's something that, um, which is respectable. Like, I mean, that's still part of the whole collector a, game. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I don't know much. I know that, you know, there's obviously are, you know, shoes worth thousands of dollars and stuff. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. I know, gen, you know, general like collecting rules and stuff, but I don't know much about sneakers. So, well, like the sneakerheads um, kind of look at us like we look at them. It's like, I know that you're doing a thing and I know people will pay money for it, but it's not my thing. So, I... yeah. So, it's one of those things that I will, uh, you know, probably start to learn about and things if he uh, does get into it. And then, uh, my daughter, you know, she does have not a ton of figures and especially, um, the you know Black Friday 1.0, 2.0, help holiday me sale expand her fig collection uh, as far as like female figures and stuff pretty big and then I also have tons of micro ballers and she would look at them and so I gave her all the female uh, micro ballers so she's got tons of those and <laughs> I was working from home uh, Monday and. Here on the second shelf of my uh, cubes, I've got four different um, nail polish racks of micro rollers. Right. All set up. And so, you know, I mean, hundreds of micro rollers sitting here. 
And she has seen them and noticed them. And she's like, oh, you got all those little guys. Well, then on the third row, I've got just two empty nail polish racks that I haven't done anything with. And so she comes in and she says, can I play with one of those nail polish racks? And I was like, well, I was like, okay, you know, but be gentle. Cause you know, if you like smash it or anything like that, it's going to, uh, you know, break. I mean, they're not meant to be like it's done. Anything. You're gonna, she's like, you're going to make dad cry. No, she's like, I'll leave it over there. <laughs> so the next thing I know is she's taking all her micro brawlers and she's setting all hers up, uh, you know, same way that I have mine set up and stuff. So it's kind of, you know, so I thought that was one of those cool moments. It's just got to make your heart like melt. Yeah, it is. You know, so she, she understands that kind of aspect of it and stuff. I think a little bit, uh, she, you know, I, I, I shared think a picture like the, in the group. The, the first time that like my wife bought a figure for me when we were still dating, I was like, Oh, this is the moment where like, Hey, she accepts this. Right. But you know, when I, when I, when me, when I, when I first got back into wrestling in 2013, uh, my wife was just kind of like, Oh, you know, this is that fake stuff. This is kind of ridiculous. But my sister like immediately clicked. And then I was like walking through Walmart and I saw a display and uh, this is basics of Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn. I was like, oh, I love both of these guys because I would play as them in the video games. I, you know, as I'm like first getting back into it. And uh, I with Kevin Owens. And so for Christmas that year. Open a bag and it's the basic Kevin Owens that I've been trying to dig through the shelves of Walmart to find. Little did I know there was like one at our Walmart. My sister snagged it early. And uh, I think that figure right there was the linchpin for me collecting. Mm. Uh, and I'm looking at it now. It's literally the, I mean, it's the cornerstone of my Kevin Owens shelf. It's the, the NXT duct tape KO shirt. But like, I think it was a couple years after that, my wife finally bought me a figure for Christmas. And I was like, oh, maybe she's cool with it. Next thing I know, I'm taking her to a WWE show. We, we name our dog after wrestlers. And so just, you know, like I was telling a, uh, I was, you know, when you meet new wrestling fans, especially like down here, there's a lot of like WWE fans and there's like hardcore fans that like WWE, AEW, New Japan, GCW, like the gamut. And uh, he was telling me, like, his, he was kind of lamenting, only knowing a few wrestling fans. And I said, well, shit, I made one. I got my wife hooked. And now, like, every uh, every Wednesday, that's our tradition. Like, I, I come home from work. Dinner's ready. AEW's paused. And we start the show, like, without fail, every Wednesday. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When When you can, you know, make, you could take, the, like, wrestling and have it mean something. Beyond just the product itself, it's it's something special. Yeah. So let's uh, let's say I think we've gushed enough. Let's move to our uh, our topics. Yeah. Let's see. So figure resolutions. Uh, we'll hit that, and then well, yeah, let's go ahead and hit that now. I think that's a good. Let's hit that one. Yeah. We we've kind um, of started moving that direction. Yeah, so we'll go ahead and hit that next. So I'll go, I've got a couple. Um, and maybe we'll just kind of go back and forth until we're done. Yeah. Like I yeah. said, you know, general life ones, you know, be healthier. Uh, that's definitely a big one because I am in my early 40s. I'll be 42 this year. 
Uh, and you know, so definitely not getting older or no, not I getting am younger. getting older. So yeah, uh, I'm not getting younger. That's the, uh, I do want to get older. That'd be good. You know, uh, my goal is at some point to retire and then become a Santa. So, you know, I want to become a good Santa, you know, you know, the, you know I'm going to have a real beard. Uh, you know, I got the big belly. Oh, oh, oh. I'm already working on it. Deep voice. Yeah. So I, I've got I think a beard I could be that, a, uh, my beard hits my sternum right now. I could be a good Santa. Yeah. I think I I've got get that. that sucker white. We're golden. Yeah. So I'm going to be a good Santa one day. So that's, you know, so, but you know, I got to get healthy because, you know, uh, even though you have a big belly, uh, maybe that's not the best for longevity in this life. So this is true. You know, so, but yeah, um, but figure related. One thing I want to try to do is I want to try uh, try to be more deliberate with my collecting. You know, I've got last year uh, I did a purge in January. I've been working on <laughs> doing another purge of stuff. Which, uh, which, thank you for that, by the way. You you gave you're, me you're quite welcome. a few uh, grail pieces out of that purge. Yeah, so I've been working on purge part two, um, and there's lots of stuff that you look at and it's like. Why the fuck did I get that? Which now I, I will say one thing that I think will be helpful is um, now that I've got my setup kind of done as far as, you know, like having the space and kind of having, mm-hmm. you know, laid out what I'm going to have in what sections and stuff. It kind of helps define, you know, uh, okay, so like um, there's a Star Wars Black Series like General Grievous, you know, that they just came out with um, not too or You know, I saw like a couple weeks ago at Walmart. And he's got, you know, four lightsabers and all the arms and shit. And I was like, oh, my God, that looks awesome. But then it struck me as like, where the fuck am I going to put it? Like, it's literally like I don't have anywhere to display it. You know, so yep. I didn't get it. So whereas uh, before I had all this set up and kind of defined, uh, oh, I would have him sitting here around here somewhere. And then he would just sit there forever and never get displayed because I don't have room for it. So, you know, so I'm going to be much more deliberate with what I do and you know that's uh my first one I think not be wasteful with my collecting you know uh I I think I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you uh I'm looking at there's there's a point in time where I got away from figure collecting so I I got heavy into it to the point where uh so I had in my first apartment there was a built into the wall and that was just figures like all the way up and then in the closet there was like shelves that I weren't uh, that I wasn't using so that just became figures and when I moved out of that apartment I moved back in with my parents for a little bit I boxed all my figures up and then moved in my next place and it was just kind of like there was not as much storage space so I I kind of just Stack them nice and easy, and I got away from uh, from figures. And then, you know, a year or so goes by, I get back into figures, and I just dove into like buying. It was like, oh, this is a I, I, I enjoyed a match with this guy figure, and I've got so many of these figures now. I'm looking around, and I'm gonna have to kind of bend some up. Because there's so many that I have that I really want to display that are just sitting in a pile. And there's so many more that I want and I know that I'm going to want. 
And so it's, you know, it, it, being deliberate, I think, is the is the biggie. Being uh, sometimes like that thrill of the purchase is is like the the only high point of the purchase is they're like, yeah, I got this thing. Shit, what am I going to do with it? So uh, being deliberate, kind of channeling some stuff down, which is it sucks to kind of narrow the field a little bit. But narrowing the field for the sake of having a display I'm more proud of, I think is kind of the, uh, like, I guess more specific, is is kind of narrowing down what I'm collecting for the sake of really displaying what I'm proud of. That's one of my biggies going into the year. My goal um, with this is... That when I walk into this office, I want to have stuff that makes me happy. Like after, yeah. so we had, uh, in case anybody listening doesn't, you know, isn't aware of my history and stuff. Um, in May of 2020, we had a, a major house fire and lost everything. So, you know, I had this massive figure collection uh, and lost every single one of those. I mean, this is, you know, a childhood stuff that I'd had for years and one of, you know, custom made stuff that was literally like one of ones uh, that can't be replicated. Uh, you know, hundreds of elite figures, you know, hundreds of Star Wars, black series, hundreds of Marvel legends. I mean, comics and gaming supplies. I mean, just, you know, tons and tons of stuff that I lost. And afterwards, I, I realized I me, mean, I knew, <laughs> I knew it ahead of time, you know, before the fire, but afterwards, especially, um, you know, I, knew that I'd had too much like stuff, you know? So my goal is not to have stuff. It's to have stuff that makes me happy, you know? So uh, when I say, you know, being deliberate with stuff, you know, I want to make, you know, before I make a purchase, I want to make sure that now it's got a purpose that well, besides just having meaning behind it, you know, it's got to have a purpose. So, so there are several little, um, you know, collections that I kind of have going on at the moment. And I'd like to finish those and, you know, kind of watch those to completion before I jump into anything else, which is <laughs> easier <laughs> said than done. Oh, way easier. Um, but, you know, like I need two more major bendies, you know, so let, let me just go ahead and knock those out and then that's done. Um, I've got Disney World up top here on my shelf, you know, that's like halfway done. Let me finish that, you know, before I move on to some other stuff. Uh, what else is there? Um, oh, uh, uh, Jack Series 1, Bone Crunchers. Uh, I had those before the fire. I had a full, you know, pretty nice, like, pristine men-on-card set. Uh, obviously, I don't have a men-on-card anymore. <laughs> but um, I'd have Razor and Diesel in really good shape from those. I'd like to get the other four. And yeah. then actually have those like sitting like right over here or something, you know, hung up. And that's, you know, so every time I do walk in, I can see those and be like, oh, there's, you know, that really will be kind of like uh, walking around the toy aisle and seeing those again. So, you know, so let's, you know, let me finish those kind of collections. Um, my inspirational Funko Pop wall, you know, working on that at some point. Which again, I think is a great idea. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really cool. Uh, the more I sit here and look at, you know, like just all the random like Funkos that I've got and stuff, I'm kind of like, eh, like 
on one hand, like these are ones that do mean something, but on the other hand, I'm like, I think that this space would be better utilized with that. So, uh, so we'll see how how I go about that. I don't know, but that's one I haven't exactly figured out. I'm going to take time, and that's another yeah. thing is like I'm not jumping into like you know just being like, oh, I'm just going to go buy a bunch of stuff. I'm I'm taking time to, you know, really kind of think through and you know, make sure I'm making the correct purchases and stuff instead of just throwing money at something and being like, Oh, well, <laughs> you know, like, right. My bad. Start over. So, so that's my other uh, one is to, you know, first one be deliberate. Uh, second one is complete <laughs> collections. You know, don't just leave them hanging. Um, like there's now's the time. I think finally to uh, the, the bubble is burst on uh, card collecting. For the most part, you know, so like during the pandemic, you know, like um, right now we have a ton of former University of Kentucky basketball players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And so I've had the idea for a while because, you know, we're putting in, I mean, we've had over 40 guys go in since Coach Cal took over. And so I've had the idea for years now to do a like rookie card collection of them. And it was one of those things I just kept putting it off on the back burner. Be like, ah, I'll get to it. I'll get it to it. Get to it. Then the pandemic hit and then all the prices, you know, like shot up, you know, <laughs> to the point where yeah. uh, a rookie of somebody who might've been like $5 before the pandemic that I'd looked it up originally was now going for $40. Not because that player was that much better, but just because, all the values had just went up so freaking much. So, you know, you kind of look at it and you're like, eh, you know, I'm not paying that much for all these because uh, if the crappy players are $40, you know, Anthony Davis, who is <laughs> Tyler Hero, you know, like all the actual good players, uh, their cards were really, really high. So, you're right. Uh, it just, you know, but now the prices have finally burst. Uh, and those are much more reasonable and things. So I'm definitely going to be uh, doing that collection this year at some point. But I want to finish this other stuff before I even start on that. So that way then I can kind of give that my undue attention uh, and actually get what I want to get and stuff, you know. So, Which I've been doing research on it. And I have my list of UK players that I need to go after. And then uh, there's a card shop that I follow like kind of a somewhat local card shop. And I messaged the guy and was just like, Hey, is like, here's my, what I'm wanting to do is all these rookie cards and stuff. But you know, I would like if it's possible for them to have some kind of uniformity, you know, maybe it's not the same design on every card. Cause I mean, obviously we're talking about, you know, uh, like 14 years for the card. <laughs> if you're going back right. to uh, my, my start date is like Cal's first year. Because uh, we really didn't have a ton of NBA guys before then. We had, I mean, we did have several, but not nearly as many as what we've had on this back end. So I was like, well, I'll start with Cal's first year with like John Wall and Demarcus Cousins, and then go forward. So, uh, so I asked him, I was like, is there any? Uh, yeah, the John Wall dance. There you go. So, <laughs> is there any? Yeah, I, asked the guy, I was like, is there any? Uh, you know, card companies that have been doing cards this entire time and he said yes panini uh bless you which panini does the uh <laughs> aew or 
I think. Or I know they do WE at least. I don't know if they do AEW or not. I don't know who does those. They do like the select specialty cards. Yeah. So I'm not a huge like uh, card guy for the most part. So I mean, I was when I was little. You know, growing up. I mean, I've got um, actually got them right here. With that, these are my basketball cards from when I was a kid. So. My Patrick Ewing rookie. How about that? Ooh. Not worth nearly as much as you would think. Uh, my Shaq rookie somewhere around here. But yeah, uh, these are not in great shape at any point. So uh, I literally have a stack of Kobe Bryant rookies. <laughs> and my brother showed me them. I was like, oh man, I bet we could get some real money out of this stack of Kobe rookies. And uh, no, they're <laughs> they're old. I'm not saying they're in bad shape because they're not. I mean, they're but they're not graded by any means. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're talking about those kind of cards, if you want any kind of money out of them, uh, they've got to be graded and slabbed, and not just graded and slabbed, but also like graded and slabbed in a good uh, condition. Which you know, right. obviously, a ten-year-old uh, basketball cards is probably not going to be in the best of shape. So, but who knows? There's my Shaq. Boom, Shaq rookie. Why you got all these Kobe's? Who is Kobe? I don't know no Kobe. I don't know no Kobe. So, yeah, I like Shaq. Shaq's a cool dude. Oh, I do have more. Uh, that's that's uh, that's one of my boys here. down here. Superman. That's true. Yeah, he is a. So, uh, I I think my oh, second. Man. Of the uh, my second, it's a Jordan forty five. Oh my god! I think my honor, second honor resolution West. This is, is a Jordan forty five card. There's only three of these in existence, and I'm putting it online right now for twenty nine ninety five. Twenty nine ninety five. My uh, my second of the resolutions is pretty similar to yours. My my you know first one was narrow down and really focus on what makes you happy, and uh, my my second is follow through. I've got a lot of ideas for shelves, ideas for displays, and I will get the figures and then they end up in a pile. And I'm looking at, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then this whole bookshelf here, which is probably another five or six shelves that are like half completed where I've put a few things up. And I've got all these grand plans for them, but I never follow through. I'll get the I'll get the pieces, and then I just don't take the time to pose everything and put it together. So follow through is a biggie. That's kind of narrow down, and then follow through. Like actually yeah. put the stuff on the wall, actually put the stuff on the shelves. Quit getting it, thinking I'm going to do it, and then don't do it. I've been doing that for way too long. Going through here, it's like looking at all these cards, man. That's <laughs> uh, this is a trip back in like nineties and stuff. I mean, I got holograms here and everything. Stroll down memory lane. I've got my Sting hologram somewhere over here too, man. That's uh. That's a card that I waited forever on. Then you you bullied me into buying it live on the air. Yeah, I did. I sure did. I uh, don't regret it for a second. <laughs> Ooh, 
Ooh, Silver Surfer. What about that? Yeah. But yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, I haven't even really like looked through this. I got this from my brother, and it's just been sitting over here. Now, now I'm kind of like looking through them. I'm like, man. Uh, actually, this card right here is actually <laughs> this is actually bought from Don West. Now, actually, speak of him. So, oh wow, yeah. My brother, uh, after my grandpa passed away and stuff during the summertime, uh, we would kind of take turns, you know, like. Uh, you know, we would come up to my grandma's for a few weeks and then, you know, go back home and then maybe one of us might stay with my grandma for a week. And then, you know, we would come back up on the weekend and switch, you know, and then like I would spend the you know week with my grandma and stuff. And uh, I remember my brother was uh, spending a week with her and, you know, we were card guys. Mm-hmm. So we would watch Don West, you know, on shopping home and stuff. And, uh, he convinced her to get on there and like ordering um, some kind of, it's got Chris Weber on it. So I remember it was like, oh, whatever year that Chris Weber came out and it was like a like college, like all-star sports thing or whatever he just had to have. So uh, I think he's, I don't know if he still has that box of them or not, but like here's, well, there's the Shaq from that set. So how about that? Who's Kobe? I don't know no Kobe. Yeah, Shaq was my favorite player. So it was always one of my favorites growing up too. I, as a as a person that was naturally tall, and then you know growing up in Baton Rouge, Shaq was already Superman, and then being naturally taller than most people, uh, he kind of just made me like really look up to Shaq. Shaq is the, and if you don't like that, I'm gonna hit you with the Shaq foo. That'll take you out for a shakaroni pizza. With Shaq in the I need to order a shakaroni pizza. I like pepperoni pizza. Hey, Papa John's shakaroni pizza? That is the mad notes. I have more shack rookies than I ever thought I did. Like I, I don't remember having that many, but apparently uh, there's several in here now. So, yeah. So, uh, do you have shack- any more... Do you have any more? Uh... No, I I think that was like the the two biggies I was looking at was was kind of consolidating and then following through. Uh, because I think it's real easy to like buy the figures and be like, oh, I'm gonna do all these things, and then they just sit. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that was my why... two man was was consolidate and uh, and follow through. So let's finish up uh, with the ringside top 20 for 2022. Yes. We're going to go through and, uh, you know, as we go through the list, we'll say, hey, I've got that one. Or no, no, I didn't pick that one up. So kind of see how many of this list we've got. I guess I'll, I'll dive in and, and grab number 20. One of my favorite wrestlers in the world. I'm going to get a podcast reference in. Brian Canyelson, please. Mark Sterling, listen to me. Bring back off the hop rope for the love of God. Get back. Yeah, so Brian Danielson. Is... Number 20, Brian Danielson from the AEW Unrivaled series. Unmatched. Unmatched. Man, I always get those backwards. Man, it's the blue back. It's the blue back. Yeah. And I think that um, might be the best figure he's ever had. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I and mean, I do have this one, and it is a very, very, very great figure. I wanted. I, I was looking at it because I was sorting through figures and stuff. And I'm like, man, this is a home run that really knocked out of the park with him, and and I he's a big part of TV, so I'm sure he'll get more. Plenty of the, you know, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson figures I have. I honestly think they nailed the likeness. I think both heads are stellar. The gear they completely captured. Just a a great figure. Uh, Number 19 is Unmatched Sting uh, with a trench coat. Uh, that's the one from the set, yeah. Because the yes, uh, yeah, it's not the. Uh, there is a Walmart exclusive of that as well, but um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's another home run figure that I've got in my collection. That I mean, capturing that moment where there was a point in time where, even as much as I loved AEW, I was not watching any, and I was sitting actually right like right where i am now and something kind of told me to just turn on time and i'm watching dynamite and all of a sudden i hear music hit that i've never heard before and i watch the the man who was one of my favorite childhood wrestlers come out and i freaked the hell out and uh wife came in saw it and realized how much sting meant to me so it was uh, pretty cool to get a figure kind of immortalizing that moment. So as soon as they dropped that figure for me. Uh, number 18 is Andrade El Adalo from uh, AEW Unraveled. Uh, another great one. I think I picked this up on Black Friday, like 2.0 or something like that. I know I got him during one of these sales. I think I snagged that one when it was like a brand new figure. I love the pinstripe suit gear. I love that we get the we get the head with the mask. Uh, the Andrade like elites had the same kind of thing where you got the masked face, but I like this one better. I like that black mask with mm-hmm. the suit body. It's just a great figure. Uh, number seventeen is Orange Cassidy. This is the. Uh, from the best friends set where, you know, with Trent and Chuck and Chris Stantlander. Uh, so it doesn't have the picture of himself on it. It's got the picture of the uh, freshly squeezed on it. And it's, you know, very similar to the other uh, Orange Cassidy that we got. Just a different t-shirt on underneath, but uh, I think that's the figure. only difference still. It's still yeah. a solid figure. I, I have two on the packaging. I Goal is whatever the Danhausen figure drops to get an extra Danhausen and pop a Danhausen head onto an Orange Cassidy to recreate an eight by ten I have on the wall. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, solid figure. I think that first one was great. I think the other, you know, the second one also great. And it's just a t-shirt swap, but even still, a great figure. Yeah, with it just being a t-shirt swap, that's the reason I'm, I got the original. I don't need that one as well. So, uh, Number 16, Eddie Kingston from AEW Unraveled. Uh, another we great talked figure. About this, uh, we talked about this earlier. As, you know, Part of me is like, 
oh wow, Eddie Kingston's in the top twenty, and the other part of me is like, hey man, that figure should be way higher. Like Kingston's the goat. Hmm. But uh, I have I have two of these right now. One of them has a uh, Threadhead Soft Goods Funk U shirt on it. And the other has soft goods camo pants and a custom thread head. Like the, the junkyard dog thump shirt from when I saw him in New Orleans. He came out that that year was the camo cargo pants, the like the white cutoff thump tank top. Mm-hmm. So I, I recreated that moment. Uh, and I, I think that figure is absolutely stellar and if you slap a threadhead shirt on it it just takes it to another level mm. so number 15 since i'm talking about this aew one show another wrestler i saw in person and made me buy their figure immediately absolute ricky starks coming from the unrivaled set and i think they nailed the likeness on this one as well i think that's just a rock solid figure Hmm. Yeah, this is another. This was in the same set with uh, Eddie Kingston, and it's just another mm-hmm. home run. That was a damn good set. Yeah, it was a really good set. Yeah. Uh, number fourteen, Jade Cargill from AEW Unmatched. Uh, another is great unmatched four. I believe. Mm, I think so. I think it's the four. one. It's the one with Danielson with uh, Street Gear Kenny. That was another rock solid line. I think that Jade figure captures the likeness really well. It does. It's really, really good. Uh, I, this is one I picked up on a sale at some point for my daughter. So that's so one I, I do not have actually. Yeah. Number thirteen um, is Kevin Owens from. It's the one with the stun the world that came in with the ladder uh, elite series. Uh, I did buy this is one I had two of actually because uh, my dog Betty White chose to eat one, <laughs> so so the, uh, I was responsible for two of these. That is uh, that's one that I bought I think right after it came out, uh, because to the shelf that is just all Kevin Owens figures. Hmm. He's uh, I guess when, when he popped out and kicked the holy shit out of Sami Zayn. A takeover. He absolutely shocked me. I became a fan almost immediately. And so that was a no-brainer figure for me. Mm. Uh, number 12. Matt Cardona has got massive heat with this guy for this. It is carrying Cross. Shaking with anger. Elite series. Yeah, this is the first uh, carrying Cross. From the one that came from NXT. Uh, not the one who was a gladiator on SmackDown. So... This one kind of surprised me. I, I feel like this one ended up in the top 12 just because of the fact that they kept marking that figure down and down and down. Oh, not I'm, I'm sure a bad it's, figure. It's, it's, I, mean, or, you know. I, I mean, I've got one sitting like right up here above my head. Uh, it's a great figure, but it this is sitting above like this Ricky Starks, this, this Eddie Kingston, this. Nelson, or Orange Cassidy, Jake Cargill, Andrade. You know, this is definitely like the another sale. Sami Zayn's number one again type of figure mm. here. Uh, number eleven. That's where we are, right? Number eleven. Yes. Yes, number eleven. Okay. 
Sorry, I had to switch the, this picture, and I wanted to make sure I hadn't skipped too many. Uh, number thing. 11 is a figure 30 years in the making, or 25 years in the making. Uh, Owen Hart. This is the ringside exclusive. Uh, it's not a flashy figure by any means, uh, but just the fact that we have an Owen after this amount of time uh, just means so much that you know it was definitely a must-have purchase for me. Oh, definitely. I, I, it's one that I haven't grabbed yet, but it is definitely in the cards for me. Uh, number 10 is AEW uh, ringside exclusive Coffin Drop Darby Allen. Uh, this is one. Did not pick this one up. This is a, It is a great figure, but I didn't really need the Coffin Drop, you know, the Coffin accessory and stuff. And then uh, also, you know, I've got the other ones. So uh, as long as I've got the other ones, you know, it, it's kind of kind of does it for me. So I don't need to double it's up. It's one I had to have for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I, I not even the box, which I think the box is great, but the uh, this, the coffin skateboard and the body bat. Mm-hmm. One of my all-time favorite uh, Darby Allen moments is the match that he had with Ethan Page in Evolve and that it was like that big payoff. And he takes a shovel and it splits like his bicep open. Ref tries to call the match. He says no. Ethan Page puts him in the body bag, dumps thumbtacks in it, German suplexes him. It's one of the most insane things I've ever seen. I remember watching it on the Evolve show and then it ended up on Vice TV's The Wrestlers. Hmm. And uh, it's just one of those like just kind of wildly iconic moments. So I had to have a figure with similar gear with the body bag. That was just uh, that was one of those like must haves. Speaking of must haves, let's uh, the barbed wire exploding barbed wire death match blood and guts two pack. If you know me, you know that I I bought this thing when it was still sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega, John Moxley comes with barbed wire, barbed wire chairs, barbed wire tables, the titles, bloody gear variants for both men. This two pack is just on the bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one I picked up uh, during one of the sales, and you know, love it. Like it's uh, both figures are just excellent. So uh, definitely, I mean, I got well it done. immediately after it went on sale. That's one of those ones I paid full price for and did not. Uh, number eight, moving right along, is the Mega Powers two pack uh, with Hogan and Macho Man, which I think is a great two pack, but. Uh, number eight. I mean, it's it was not out very long, and it's already you know number eight. So you got to think that it's uh definitely been well received there. I I love the fact that we got uh Mattel's really stepped up in 2022. Like we got the Macho Man Legends where he has the the coffee creamer for the cream of the crop. This one you have the special hands made to mm-hmm. do the handshake. Uh, this is not a two-pack that I've gotten yet, but it definitely has a spot. I'm looking right at my Macho Man shelf, and it will definitely be prominently displayed on that shelf. Yeah, I think that's... I've got to figure out where I'm going to display it, and then I need to get Miss Elizabeth to go with them. But 
yeah, these are definitely a must buy at some point. So, uh, number seven is from Unrivaled Thunder Rosa. La Mera Mera, which she's had a very odd uh, 2022. Uh, as a huge Thunder Rosa fan, I bought, I pre ordered this figure along with Eddie Kingston. Uh, I don't know where she stands with the company. It's kind of regardless. I think the figure representation is killer. I think this is like a well-earned number eight or number seven, mm-hmm. rather. Yeah, but, number uh, seven. We'll see. Uh, number six is the first dance CM Punk rings exclusive figure. Uh, I don't have this one. Seems uh, seems criminally low. Yeah. I mean, for I know like this figure kind of really hit like for the mass release after like post the whole like brawl out thing and. Regardless how you feel about any of the backstage bullshit, like it, just what was on camera, that moment, I'm man enough to admit I cried uh, watching him come back. And so to have again, it's it's figure representation of epic moment. If if he came back and then wrestled one match and walked away, that figure would still mean the world to me. Because hmm. like I, I never thought I'd see him in the ring again. I got to watch him in person uh, on that run, so that that was a that was another pre order must have. Well, let's see. Number six is the Brody Lee. Uh, that's number five. Number five. Sorry, number five. Yeah, uh, is the Brody Lee and Negative One Two Pack. Uh, that's the one that I don't have yet, but definitely on my list to get when I get the Mega Powers and stuff. Probably. That was another uh, pre order. Yeah, it's a. Definitely some great figures there, and you know. Speaking of uh, wrestlers that made me cry, man, I'm not a, I'm not a celebrity death crier, uh, but man, when I found out Brody passed, I just pulled up a bunch of his old CZW matches and just like sobbed. Mm. So when they dropped this two pack, it was another no brainer for me. So, uh, man, like, number that was, four, that was awesome. Yeah, speaking of Brody Lee, number four. Is the unmatched Brody Lee figure uh, another home run set? We got the TNT title with him and everything, so mm-hmm. uh, this definitely you know this came out after he he had passed away and things. So another home run figure. Uh, I know you've got that one in your collection as well. I definitely do. I have that actually. I think I have that whole wave of Dark Order. Yeah, I've got the yeah. So, you know that that was that was just a hell of a set, and I think it hitting release at the time it did was just intentional, but it was, it was beautiful. They're like, he passes and then that whole wave hits. Yeah. Uh, number three is the, uh, WCW tag team champion, the ringside exclusive undertaker, where you can pull down the straps. Uh, that one probably got the, f- uh, you know, the friendly bump there from being, uh, so cheap during these sales and stuff, I'd say to kind of help it push it up pretty high. But you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that one of the figures that we've seen the uh, like the rubber shirt like kind of disintegrating? Yeah, I know some of the Seth Rollins about. had it. Uh, I think that was another. One. Which mm-hmm. you know, hopefully Mattel figures out. I, I think having like straps up, straps down option is a really cool thing. Hopefully they can figure out how to do it right and have it survive. Uh, let's see. Number two 
is the ringside exclusive Wolfpack Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Uh, it looks like a damn good figure, but it's not one that I personally have. Yeah, so Sam on that one. I think it was uh, a great figure, and I almost snagged it at one of the sales, but just kind of let it pass, and I missed out. And I I can kind of live with it. I've got the you know Hollywood Ultimate. I could kind of live with missing this one. Uh, and number one, coming in straight with a bullet. Uh, we didn't have to wait as long as we did for Owen Hart's figure to come back out, but we had to wait a great, you know, long time. Uh, and it's the unmatched CM Punk. Uh, so yeah. it is, you know, this is a long tights version. Uh, it comes with the, is it Stanley? Is that his dog? Or Larry. what's his dog's name? Larry. Larry. Not Stanley, sir. So it comes with the um, Larry hoodie. Yeah. The the long tights because of the microphone. This was another one of those uh, no-brainer. The second the pre-order dropped, I... I just said, shut up, take my money. Mm-hmm. When uh, when I was getting back into wrestling, I was a big CM Punk guy. Because at that point in life, I was uh, pretty damn convinced I was going to be straight edge the rest of my life. And um, even after I broke edge, I still, I mean, I, I'm still a huge fan of Punk. But I get like that was the first figure back without spending 70 80 90 100 dollars because i dropped that pre-order I, I think it was well above what i would have normally paid but i didn't care mm-hmm. that was just one i had to have <clears throat> yeah it was one that i had to track down pretty soon after it came in and stuff though so. another home run figure uh definitely deserving of that top spot so but i think we were we're running a little bit long here a little bit long. Yeah, so I think we're going to go ahead and call it a night. And uh, wish everybody a very happy, very merry 2023. So may all your figure dreams come true and uh, maybe keep finding chase figures out in the wild every time you go in there. Going to Walmart or Target. So. What a good year. Holy shit. So signing off for everybody. I'm Jerry Damage. And goodbye, good night, and say some prayers for DeMar Hamlin. Yes.